I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Tonight, we're going to be talking about prayer alerts and prayer burdens. But before we do, I want to just mention the fact that Ephesians 6.18 says that there are all different kinds of prayer. The Bible says praying always with all manner of prayer or all different kinds of prayer that is found in Ephesians 6.18. There's all different kinds of prayer. But the emphasis that God is, is, is bringing about right now in this season is the prayer of intercession. Because many have laid down their mantles. Many were growing weary and well-doing. And God is saying, I want to ramp up specifically the prayer of intercession. Because I want to work a work in your days that if it were told you, it would be like a dream. But I need my people, which are called by my name, to humble themselves, to pray so that I could send the rest in the time of the latter rain so that I could birth in this great and mighty revival that I desire to birth in. The Bible says, call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. So the Holy Spirit is stirring within us specifically the prayer of intercession. Now, what I have noticed as a leader in the church uh, 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 um, in, in the influence that I have among the people that I have influence over is many people pray the prayer of worship and that's a good thing the Bible says praise stills the adventure Jesus said the father is seeking those that would worship him in spirit and in truth and we need to pray the prayer of worship we need to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and praise we need to lift up holy hands we need to set our affection on things above and we need to focus our attention on Jesus that is the best part to worship him their heaven is worshiping God right now as we speak and they're saying holy 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 Lord God Almighty heaven and earth is filled with your glory we need to be worshipers we need to enter into his gates the Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy and we know that the joy of the Lord is our strength and the Bible says that when we wait upon the Lord he what he renews our strength so we thank God for worship we thank God for corporate worship. We thank God for when we uh, individually in our private prayer times, we worship God in spirit and in truth and we love on him and we sit at his feet. But God is also saying that there are, all, uh, there are other kinds of prayer. There is the prayer of intercession. And the prayer of intercession is a different kind of prayer. It is not where you're soaking in the presence of God and just soaking to become more prophetic. And we thank God for soaking. We thank God that we can lay in his presence and let his presence abide on us and minister to us. But God is saying, I want to you to rise up and I want you to take your place. And I need my intercessors to begin to call upon my name so that I can begin to do some great and mighty things. The prayer of intercession is a different 
kind of prayer. And I'm going to give you the definition for it really quick before we go into prayer burdens. The, the prayer of intercession. What is it? What is the prayer of intercession? What is an intercessor? The prayer of intercession is prayer for another. John 15, 12, and 13. Jesus said, greater love has no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Jesus came to the earth. He came to the earth as an intercessor. He bridged the gap between God and sinful man. He was a mediator. In order to get to the Father, you have to go through Jesus. And Jesus said, greater love has no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. So the prayer of intercession or an intercessor is, is the greatest act of love that you can do. It is laying down your life. You are a person who bridges the gap between God and sinful man. There's a scripture that comes to my mind. It's not necessarily in the flow of how I'm speaking. And according to my notes that Job said, he saw his need for an intercessor. He said, he said, I, he said, I see my need for an intercessor. I believe it's Job 22. He said, I need someone to lay his hand on me and I need someone to lay his hand on God. And that's what an intercessor does. It's not the prayer where you're going to the father and you're worshiping. What you're doing is you're entering into prayer and you're standing in the gap, putting up the hedge on the behalf of someone else. The prayer of intercession is the kind of prayer where you're giving out of yourself. You are more conscious of a prayer burden or something happening on the inside and a need for something to have breakthrough than you are going to the throne room of grace and feeling good and longing for God and worshiping him. It is a different kind of prayer. Let's go into another definition. I'm talking really fast because I have a lot to say and I only have 25 minutes. The prayer of intercession is a, as we said, Ezekiel 22, 30, the prayer of intercession is a mediator. The prayer of intercession is as a lawyer who pleads the case on the behalf of another. Now we as intercessors, we are lawyers and we are pleading the case on the behalf of a city or a nation or a church or a movement. And we are reminding God of what he said in his word. The word of God says we have not because we ask not. I want you to decree and I want you to declare a thing so it will be established. I need my lawyers to rise up. I need my intercessors to rise up. I need you to stand in the gap. I need you to use my word. I want you to use the book of the law. Don't let it depart out of your mouth, but stand in the gap as a lawyer. Come before Hebrews 4, 16, the throne room of grace and make intercession on the behalf of those things that God puts in your heart as a prayer burden. And I hope we get to it tonight. I rarely get to everything I want to say in these Facebook lives because we're trying to be led by the spirit. I was telling God today, it's very interesting because I'm very much, I have two things that work in me. I'm a teacher, but I'm also very prophetic. We also have to be led by the spirit because the Holy Spirit knows the needs and he knows how to get the job done. He knows how to build the kingdom where we lack in our intellect. The Holy Spirit searches the hearts. He knows what is in the mind of God. He knows how God wants to get things done. So we have to be led by his spirit. So an intercessor is as a lawyer who pleads the case on the behalf of another. Webster says 
An intercessor, the, the definition is to plead or make a request on the behalf of another. So it's not the prayer of worship. It's not soaking. It's a giving up and a giving out of yourself. That's why I tell people in prayer groups, it's very important if you do all of all interceding and you're only praying the prayer of intercession, it's very important you balance it by praying also the prayer of worship so that you can build yourself up and allow the Holy Spirit to refresh you. Okay? So... To plead or make a request on the behalf of another to intervene with the purpose of producing agreement. God said, I would that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That is God's will. That is God's plan. That is God's purpose. But listen to me, my friends, and I could prove it to you if I had 50 hours to teach you. Some people will never be saved unless somebody prays for them. Are you listening to me? Some people will never be healed unless somebody intercedes for them. Romans 15.1, Galatians 6.2. You've got to go in by, through the prayer of intercession and lift up with the idea of completely removing an infirmity, a scruple of conscience off of them. Intercession goes in and breaks things off of people. The Bible says... Um, uh, you then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. We're strong. We're intercessors. We know who we are in Christ. We see somebody that's weak and they don't know how to help themselves. So the best thing we can do is go in and begin to intercede and begin to pray and begin to break those things off of them in the spirit. Remember the scripture says, <clears throat> though I'm absent in the flesh, yet I am present with you in the spirit. We as intercessors, as lawyers, as mediators, we can go in on the behalf of another person or on the behalf of a city or those of us that are preachers and teachers before we ever go into a church meeting or a revival meeting. We can go and we can prepare the way in the spirit. Though we're absent in the flesh, we are, we are present in the spirit. We can do the works of Jesus without even being in the presence of that person or before we ever go into that city, or before we ever start preaching in that meeting that we are supposed to be preaching at. So the prayer of intercession goes into the realm of the spirit. Listen to me. It makes the crooked way straight, the rough places plain, so that the highway is built. What are we building? You know, what, what are we doing? You know as well as I know, otherwise you wouldn't be on this right now. We are building the kingdom. We're not building our own kingdom. We are building the kingdom of God. And those of us who are praying people, we're getting in line with the will of God. That's why the Bible says, if you ask anything according to my will, I hear you. And if you know I hear you, you know you have the petitions you desire of him. So the prayer of intercession. This is, this is, one, of the, this is one of the best um, definitions of inter intercession I've heard in a long time. And my friend Ro and Tina, they were saying, wow, that was really good. And they used to travel with me and they've heard it all. They've heard all the teachings and so on and so forth. Intercession involves taking hold of God's will and refusing to let it go until his will comes to pass. This is what our young people need to learn. You know, they're so used to everything quick, quick, quick. The prayer of intercession takes time. 
It's the kind of prayer that requires importunity. It's the kind of prayer where you sense something on the inside isn't right and you don't know what it is. <clears throat> and the Holy Spirit is giving you the burden and the Holy Spirit is inspiring the Isaiah 56, 7, the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 69, to pray, to get into a position of birth and to begin to intercede. It's not the prayer of faith where the prayer of faith is praying for yourself, where you believe that you receive it and you have it. It's not that instant kind of praying. It's a different kind of praying. So I like this. Intercession involves taking a hold of God's will and refusing to let go until his will comes to pass. I love that. It requires opportunity. I'm going to read you from Isaiah 62, 6 and 7. It says here, I have set watchmen upon your walls, O Jerusalem. Now, in this case, it was Jerusalem. But let's say it's Baltimore, Maryland, where Apostle Yolanda has her church and her ministry. Let's say it's, it's your city or your nation. Are you listening to me? This word is for all nations. As a matter of fact, when God called the disciples, he said at Acts 1-8, I want you to begin at Jerusalem, then Judea, then Samaria, and then go and reach the uttermost parts of the world. Your intercessions and your prayers can begin right at home. Then they can reach out into your neighborhood. Then they can reach out into your city and your region. Eventually, your intercessions can reach the uttermost parts of the world. Remember, we said, though you're absent in the flesh, you could be present in the spirit. You could be interceding for a, another nation and be sitting right here in your kitchen like I am or right in your home. Okay, your prayers avail much, by the way. You may not always see what your prayers are doing, but the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Just because you don't see visible results, Jesus said men ought to always pray and not faint. Just because you don't see the manifestation just like this, know that when you intercede, know that when you're praying, you're going into the realm of the spirit and you're undoing the works of darkness. Absolutely. No question about it. You are affecting change on the behalf of that person that you are praying for. You things are happening and, and you may not see the results right away. I know for me personally, I had people praying for me a year before I was born again, a whole entire year. But I have to tell you the truth. The real truth about it is when they started to pray for me, all of a sudden, you know, the spirit of God, I didn't know then what it is. I didn't know then back then what it is, but now I know it was the Holy Spirit. He was beginning to do his ministry. What's his ministry? His ministry is to convict and convince the world of their need for Jesus. That's amplified, uh, I think it's John 16. So when they began to pray for me, they were interceding for me. They were praying in tongues over me. They were praying the word of God for me. I didn't know they were doing it, but I began to feel <clears throat> a tug of war. There was, there was a war between darkness and a war with the kingdom of God. That's why we need intercessors because intercessors go in and they take the place of another and they intercede with the purpose of producing agreement and they go in and they, they begin to pull that darkness off of people. And that's what they were doing for me until I reached a point where the light shined. I had a revelation of Jesus and I realized I needed to be born again. That's revelation. That's why we need intercessors.
especially with this revival that's brewing in the land, I believe God is going to do a work, like I said, that if it were told us, it would be like a dream. You think about in the early church, you know, they had turned the world upside down. And the glory of this latter house is going to be greater than the former. And 3,000 souls were added to the church just by one person's preaching. But they were also people of prayer. Can I just be honest? And you know what? It's my Facebook Live. I don't know. I can say it. But I have a lot of ministers who I think will agree with me, like friends in ministry. I think we've had, I love the teaching. I love the preaching. But what about having prayer meetings? What about calling people together on a Wednesday night and say, we're not preaching. You guys, you know what? You guys ought to be doers of the word, not hearers only. And you guys need to lay down your lives and start using your knowledge of the scriptures and begin to use your faith and use it in the place of prayer. Okay, so let's see what else it says. I have set watchmen upon your walls, O Jerusalem. Now, we said it, it, intercession requires importunity. They shall never hold their peace. This is intercession. Day or night, you that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent until when? Until he establishes, and in this case, until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. So you don't stop praying till number one, you get a release in your spirit. I, I really wanted to talk about how these burdens come. Or number two, you see the manifestation in the natural right before your eyes. So you could go by both. But just because you get that release in your spirit after you prayed with opportunity and you've interceded and you felt a release, you could know it's done. But also you could see when something's been birthed. Because that person, the light of God shines on their lives. They're transformed. And that's an answer to your prayer. But just remember when it comes to intercession, that sometimes it just takes time. Sometimes it takes three days. Sometimes it takes three months. Sometimes it takes three years. Sometimes it takes 30 years, 31 years, 35 years. We have been believing God this time for revival on the Northeast since I know God sent me to the East Coast in 1981 to teach on prayer. And the vision he gave me was this land on the East Coast here that's desolate is going to become like the Garden of Eden. He said, I'm going to send a revival. Churches are going to be filled. I am going to send miracles, signs and wonders. That was how many years ago? 1981. You do the math. That's why my husband's the accountant and I'm not. You understand? Okay, so that's the prayer of intercession. God said, I don't want you to stop till I establish my will on this earth. I want to build my kingdom and the gates of hell will not prevail. But I need my intercessors to begin to rise up and, and take on the burden of the Lord and take a hold of my spirit by the Holy Spirit and pray through those things that I desire to do. Well, we didn't get very far, but I think I'm going to see what time it is. 826. I'm going to go another maybe eight minutes. Okay. So prayer burdens and prayer alerts. Okay. And now just don't think that it's only women that are called to prayer because there were a lot of men in the old Testament that were men, mighty men of prayer. There was Moses, there was Abraham, David, Samuel, Hezekiah, Elijah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. And under the New Testament, we're all called to pray. We are all called to be intercessors, okay? Some just walk in it more than others. I choose to be an intercessor. How about you? Okay, prayer burdens and prayer alerts. How do they come? Number one, you could just be minding your own business, walking around, 
driving in your car. Thank you, Anthony. He said 37 years ago. <laughs> I appreciate it, Anthony. <laughs> okay, Ben, my Ben. Okay, you could be minding your own business. You could be walking around and just some, let me, now listen to me now. Now listen, some things are better caught than taught. I'll slow down a little bit. Something on the inside of you. Where does the Holy Spirit live? The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the house of prayer. Something on the inside of you is just a knowing something's not right. Now, it depends on your prayer assignment. It could be for your child, for your husband, for your wife. I had it for the president of the United States when there was a, an alert in my spirit that something was going to happen to Ronald Reagan. And that was around the time, months before there was an attempted assassination on his life. And everywhere I went, every church I went into in that season, I said, let's pray first of all for our president. And I believe we as intercessors, and I know some of you remember that, we stopped that assassination from happening. You see, prayer opens up the door for God to work. The enemy, John 10, 10, has a plan to kill, steal, and destroy, to sift his wheat. But as we intercessors come in, we can abort the plan of the enemy. So the prayer alerts come at times like a knowing. You just know that you know that you know something's not right. So Margie, what do you do when you know that you know that you know something's not right? What do you do with it? You know what I do with it? I pray in the Holy Ghost. And we have to just continue on this because I don't have time to get into it like I thought I would. Now, and I'll talk about it another time. I'll talk about it on March, what, what did we say? 13th. It can come as an inner witness. Just how you know, the Bible says we know that we are the children of God because our spirit, listen to me, bears witness. Hi, Keith. Our spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit that we are the children of God. It's an inner witness. It comes as an inner witness. An inner witness is similar to knowing, a knowing in our hearts. But an inner witness has a little more punch to it. I'm going to give you an example. Uh, and this was like a, just as real. See, let me just explain something to you. The things of the spirit are more real than the things of the natural. How, how could you say that? Because the things of the spirit were here first. So you could get a witness in your spirit that something's not right. It's, I had a situation one time with one of my children. Okay. And I got permission to talk about it and I'm not going to tell you the whole story. So I was in my living room. We were taping the, the, uh, necessary truths and challenging times. And I got done taping. And when I was finished taping, I took off the mic. I went into my foyer and in my foyer, I have a lot of family pictures and I walked in the foyer. I looked, my eyes by the Holy ghost were drawn to my one child. And when I looked at that one child, my spirit jumped and I just knew on the inside of me, something ain't right. Prayer alert, red light, warning, 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 warning. And I knew something wasn't right. Are you listening to me? That is a prayer alert. That is a prayer burden. What did you do with it? I took it to prayer. What? You get like an inner witness like that? You got to do something. See, the Holy Spirit is very involved in our prayer lives. Okay, the Bible says, listen, he will show you things to come. 
And the reason he's showing you something or giving you that alert or giving you that burden is because he wants to abort the plan of the enemy. Are you listening? So what did you do with it? I went into prayer. I prayed in the Holy Ghost for her. I bound the devil. I commanded the enemy to take his hands off of my child, prayed in the Holy Ghost. And then a couple days later, I got an inbox from my goddaughter, Margaret, who was one of my students, and maybe she's on this Facebook Live. And she said, I had a dream. She said about your daughter, and she named which one it was, and she told me what it was. I said, that is a confirmation. The devil is a liar. You will not have my child. No weapon formed against my child will prosper. So that prayer alert was confirmed by a person who had a dream. So these prayer alerts can come to us in dreams. And I was going to talk more about it, but I don't want to keep you much longer. So what did you do? So I prayed. My friend prayed. And then when my daughter came home from college, I had a little talk with her. And guess what? Because the way had been prepared, because I had prayed, because she, and, and I prayed that God would, you know, help us. You know, prayer helps us being to be better parents and better ministers and better leaders and, and better at everything. When I talked to her, she broke down, she started crying, and she told me everything that was going on. So I don't know. I think I'm going to go three more minutes if that's okay with you. How else do the prayer alerts come? They can come through the revelation gifts. What are the revelation gifts? The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. They reveal something to us. It could be anything in the realm of knowledge. Now, these revelation gifts can operate in your prayer closet. As a matter of fact, that scripture we read about being watchmen, what do watchmen do? Watchmen see trouble coming from afar. And they have uh, uh, divine insight into what's going on because of their position on the walls. That's what we are as intercessors. We are watchmen. So it reveals something to us. It can be anything in the realm of knowledge, facts, events, past, present, future, motive, origin, destiny. The information can be human or divine or satanic and be natural or supernatural. When we receive a word of knowledge, specifically in prayer, through the revelation gifts, we receive information in the past or present that we do not have any way of knowing in the natural. And I'll tell you something, when you start getting the revelation gifts in operation for, as an intercessor, that's when the fun happens because you're operating by the spirit. You're operating by the Holy Spirit. And, and it, just, it just makes it so much more fun. And it also helps us. The Holy Spirit wants to help us pray. He wants to help us to do what we need to do in the place of prayer. It is a supernatural revelation by the spirit. He gives us information from the mind of God about a person, place, or thing. I'm going to close with a story. I didn't get through everything, but we have... A long time. I had a dream um, one time, and in the dream, and most of my dreams come in the morning. Now think about it. When sleep comes upon us, and there's nothing else happening, our, our minds are quiet, God can definitely speak to us. And that's one way that the prayer burdens can come, and the prayer alerts. Well, I had a dream one morning, and in this dream, this, I would call him, a major man of God and in this dream I saw his face and 
In the dream, the, the right side of his face swelled up and his wife came and put her hand on his face and it, it, the swelling went away, but the left side swelled up. And then she would put her hand on his face and then the other side, it would just kept, it kept going with that momentum. And when I woke up, I knew in my spirit instinctively. See, you instinctively know when something's not right. Are you listening to me? They that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. You need to listen to your hearts, their prayer alerts, their prayer burdens. And I instinctively knew, first of all, that was definitely a God dream. Secondly, I had something on the inside of me that was heavy. It was a heaviness. It was a burden. I was grieved. So I got up. That morning, I had my kids were little. I had to get them off to school because you can carry a prayer burden and still function. Are you listening to me? I'm going to say it again. You can carry a prayer burden and still function because the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. The Holy Spirit is a perfect, perfect gentleman. He does all things decently and in order. He knew I had to get my kids to school. See, he knew I had to feed them and then get them on the bus and get them to school. So when I put them on the bus, got in my car, came back home, I went up into my prayer room and I began to pray for this individual. And as I began to pray, I didn't know what to pray. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what to pray. Let me just explain. I'm only telling you this to teach you. I prayed in tongues. Okay, I'm only telling you this to teach you because I don't like to tell my, some of these things. But the Lord said you need to tell it to teach people. I prayed in tongues probably for about two and a half hours in tongues. And I am telling you, it was Romans 8, 26 through 28, praying. Groanings, grieved. I couldn't, I, I was so grieved in my spirit. I kept praying because I had to get out of me what was in me. Then I got hungry. So guess what? Came down in the kitchen, made some oatmeal, put some olive oil on it, ate it, went back up into my prayer room. And the minute I hit the floor, I once again, entered into what I would call the art of intercession, Romans 8, 26 through 28 praying. I didn't know what to pray. I didn't know what was going on. And I just knew I needed to yield to the Holy Spirit. Do you know that when you pray in tongues, and we're going to teach a lot about this, you are praying according to the will of God, the plan and the purpose of God. Well, we don't know what to pray. We don't know why we have this prayer burden. We don't know why we have this prayer alert. Thank God for the Holy Ghost and thank God for tongues. So I prayed in tongues and prayed in tongues and prayed in tongues. And about two hours into that, that continual was a wrestling and a groaning and a tears. And every once in a while I'd stop and I'd be like, what is going on? Now, if the Holy Ghost wants to show you, he'll show you. If he doesn't want to show you, he doesn't have to show you. We know in part, we prophesy in part. We just have to trust the Holy Spirit. He knows the needs. He knows how to get the job done. You're praying in tongues. You're praying the perfect prayer. The answer is coming. But I got a clue, okay? Whereas I was praying in tongues... The Spirit of God gave me a clue, and it came up out of my mouth, and I found myself saying, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I stopped praying, and I said to myself, the devil's trying to kill him. I knew by that scripture that I got that the devil was trying to kill this major man of God. So I kept praying, kept praying. Then I bound the devil, bound the spirit of death. Then I prayed Psalms 91 over him. I prayed the word because now I had some insight. But whether I was praying the word or whether I was praying in the spirit, prayer works. Are you listening? So after about a, a long period of time, 
And I can remember because it was about 2.30 and the kids generally come home off the bus about 2.30. So you have, can you imagine? I prayed all day. We're talking intercession. We're talking praying with importunity. We're talking about the art of intercession. All of a sudden, something in me popped. And it was a release. And it was a joy. And I started laughing. And I knew I, had, I got it. I knew that I'd broken something off of this man of God. Got the, got the kids, brought them in. Everything is history from there. I'd never told this man of God about my prayer assignment. Because you know what? I didn't want to tell him. I didn't want to... Um, I didn't want to, I don't know, I just, I'm the kind of person I think as intercessors we all need to be the same. We need to keep our mouth shut. You understand? You know what? Do you understand what I'm saying? I think sometimes we just need to be quiet. But I'll tell you what, the Holy Spirit, about three months later, I had a phone conversation with him. And he told me on this phone call out of his own uh, will and his own initiative. And... He said to me that when he was in a such and such a state, I don't want to tell you what state because I want you to figure out who it was. And he said he got bit by fire ants. He said they started coming all over him. He said he's highly allergic to fire ants. He said he, he, welt, he, he, he had a severe allergic reaction. They were, he was rushed to the hospital and he could have died. He was, he, was, he, he, was on his, he was like in bad shape. He could have died. Are you listening? And I said to him, then I said to him, you know, I had a prayer assignment for you. And I told him a little bit and that was it. That is the art of intercession. That is a prayer burden. That is praying through to victory. That is praying with importunity. And that's what we're talking about. Okay. Well, we have to go. I didn't get very far, but I'm going to pray for you. I want you just to lift your hands right where you are. I'm going to pray for you. The Holy Spirit said to me to pray for you that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened and that more and more of the revelation gifts would begin to manifest through you. So Heavenly Father, I pray for my listeners, not only those that are on this prayer, this live Facebook, but I pray, Father, that those who will listen after the fact, I pray the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. And Father, we covet we desire and we crave that the gifts of the Spirit would be in manifestation in and amongst our intercessors. Father, we ask that you would begin to rise up within these houses of prayer and manifest yourself more and more in these watchmen, in these men and women of God. And we thank you and we praise you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I just want to encourage you to yield to the Holy Ghost. You get an alert, you get an alarm, you get a knowing, you get a dream, you get a vision. Don't just lay it aside. The Holy Spirit is trying to stop something or birth something. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project Podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.